Hello and welcome back to the Gens Nation podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Walters, and apologies, we've been gone a while. It's been a crazy month and a half or so, but we're back, and I'm excited to get this podcast back being posted on a regular basis. In this episode, we're not going to go through every single game for the past, I don't know, six, seven weeks and talk about each game. It's just going to get repetitive. I don't want to talk about it. You don't want to listen to that. So we're going to talk about the overall team, where they're at right now. They are just coming off the OHL Outdoor Showcase in Hamilton. We'll talk a little bit about that. And we'll look ahead as we enter into the final three, four weeks of the regular season as we approach the important time playoffs. So let's jump right into it. Let's let's go back to the trade deadline. We know the acquisition since the start of the season. This team has added players such as Matthew Hill from the Barry Colts, Stuart Roloffs from the London Knights, Cameron Butler from Niagara, and Oscar Olison from Barry were both the week of the trade deadline acquisitions, as well as they've signed guys like Nikita Parfenyuk. This team looks a lot more different than it did on opening night against the Hamilton Bulldogs, and they're gearing up for the playoffs. So that was early January was the trade deadline. Then a couple weeks, the Generals were playing about 500 hockey, not moving too much up or down the standings, kind of staying level. The top four in the Eastern Conference remain, and they still remain, which is the Mississauga Steelheads, Hamilton Bulldogs, North Bay Battalion, and the Kingston Frontenacs. That's going to be a tough a tough top four to crack in the regular season, especially with the time remaining. But we'll dive, we'll dive in a little bit deeper into the standings in a little bit. But after a bit of so-so hockey after the trade deadline, obviously this is a team with a lot of new players trying to figure out the right line combinations, get everybody accustomed to playing here in Oshawa. The team started to turn it around. And from January 30th to February 18th, an eight-game point streak took place for the Oshawa Generals. They were playing their best hockey of the season by far. The whole team was clicking. The line combinations seemed to be to be working out really well. Both Papuzakis and Patrick Lieber were playing solid in net. And everything was looking right for this team. They were moving up the standings you know, separating themselves a bit from the Barry Colts and the Ottawa 67, some of the teams that they're fighting with for that five, six, seven spot in the Eastern Conference. And everything was looking great. The players were happy. I talked to a lot of them after the games. They were feeling confident. They were feeling good. The coaches were feeling good. This was starting to look like the team that GM Roger Hunt envisioned when he went out and got Cameron Butler at the deadline, when he, out, when he went out and got sniper Oscar Olison at the deadline, this was the team he was starting to envision. An eight-game point streak, some of those wins coming off of really good teams. They had a great comeback win against the Mississauga Steelheads. They were beating some really good teams, the Kingston Frontenacs in there. This was a very, very confident hockey team. The problem is that this team has faced some up-and-down swings and momentum swings that have really either put them at the forefront or fallen back. And after that eight-game point streak, everybody's happy. Everybody's feeling good about the team and where they're at as they move up the standings. It kind of starts to fall apart. And not long after that eight-game point streak where everyone's happy, a seven-game losing streak out of nowhere. Nobody could have predicted that. What a swing. You go from eight points in eight straight to losing seven in a row. 
no team in the OHL has had that big of a swing so dramatically, so close together. And I'm talking like this all happened within a month and a half. Eight game point streak, seven game losing streak. The momentum swing, it's obviously a confidence thing. The team has the potential and the skill to go on those point streaks. So seven games losing in a row, row it's kind of, it's unorthodox. It doesn't really make sense. I'm sure that the, that GM Roger Hunt was sitting up in his in his box watching these games, just kind of wondering what's going on with his team. You know, you go from such a high place to such a low place so quickly. It's tough to explain. You really, you really can't explain it per se, other than it had to have been a confidence thing. It had to have been mentally and not what's on the ice because the, the team on the ice on paper, it should be able to compete with just about any team. They have a ton of skill up front, three lines that can score and score at will. They got solid defense, even though Nikita Parfenyuk is out with an injury. He broke his wrist in a game against the Barry Colts. I believe he collided with Brant Clark. He'll be out some time, but from everything I'm hearing, the hope is he'll be back near the end of the season and hopefully be fine for the playoffs. But despite that injury, this, this team, it just went from such a high place to such a low place so quickly. It was tough to justify. It was tough to justify and their seventh loss in a row came just last Friday against the Kingston Frontenacs. And the next morning on Saturday, March 12th, I I was shocked to hear it. I'm sure a lot were, but the Oshawa Generals announced on the morning of Saturday, March 12th, that they had relieved head coach Todd Miller of his head coaching duties. Taking over would be assistant coaches Curtis Foster and Mike Hedden. Now, Obviously, obviously the on-ice product spoke for itself. The team wasn't in a great spot, losing seven in a row with a team that, you know, for an organization that bought at the deadline, it, it was a tough, challenging time for everybody. But um, when they let uh, head coach Todd Miller go, I, I can only I can speak on behalf of the person. And I got to be honest, I got to speak with Todd after every home game this season. And he was the nicest, most genuine coach I had ever worked with in my young career. He's He was honest with his answers. He was always super kind and friendly to me as, as a member of the media and just an all around, around great person. So I was, you know, it's, it's a business, it's a business sports is, and, and it's, it's, tough when anybody loses their job like that in just his first year as head coach of the Oshawa Generals but for the person Todd Miller is a great guy and I'm sure we'll see him back in the game of hockey very soon but the Generals have to look forward they have to look forward Curtis Foster and Mike Hedden now in charge behind the bench of a team that has high expectations after being big buyers at the deadline and they had to solve their losing streak quickly so they went out and they did that on Sunday, their first game behind the bench as co-bench bosses, I guess we, we can call them for the rest of the season. A game against the Peterborough Peets. Back and forth action. Ty Tulio ties the game. Yeah, it was Ty Tulio. Sorry, I got confused there for a second on the order of the goals. But Ty Tulio ties the game with like 12 seconds left to go. There was 5,000 people at Tribute Community Center. That place was rocking on Sunday night. It was by far the most exciting game I have seen the Oshawa Generals play this season. The crowd was into it. Tie the game late. You go to overtime. Callum Ritchie and Oscar Olison almost click for a goal in overtime to win it. 
The puck comes back out to center ice. David Jesus brings the puck in, fires a wrist shot. It goes in. The Generals defeat the Peets, snap their seven-game losing streak, and that was the loudest I've heard Tribute Community Center all season. I got to tell you, that was that crowd was electric. So it's good for the Generals. They snap their seven-game losing streak on Sunday night, and on Monday, they are... I think actually they left Sunday night. I'm not 100% sure. Not that it really matters. On Monday, they are in Hamilton for the OHL Outdoor Showcase. The day before, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Buffalo Sabres did duel for the NHL Heritage Classic at Tim Hortons Field. The Buffalo Sabres winning that one. The next day, it's all up to the OHL. They get the ice for the day as the Hamilton Bulldogs host your Oshawa Generals, and I was there at Tim Hortons Field, and it was a spectacular event hosted by the Hamilton Bulldogs. Everybody there was super nice, a great facility. Uh, we had a really nice view from our, our media box up there. The players all seemed to have a great time. They were out there with their families um, after the game, before the game, taking in the scenery. It, it was a great, great spectacle. It was an honor to be there. My first ever outdoor hockey game attending live. It was a great time. The game itself, it was, it was the Hamilton Bulldogs won thirty nothing. Um, Oshawa wasn't able to generate much. Seven shots in the first period, six in the second, five in the third. The Hamilton defense led, um, or the Hamilton team, I should say, led by Logan Morrison and Mason McTavish was they're they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Come playoff time, they're a very good team. There's a reason they sit first in the Eastern Conference at the moment. They're a very talented, skilled team. Uh, but Patrick Lever for the Oshawa Generals, he was really the story in this one. He was sensational. It was 3-0 Hamilton. It could have easily been more if it wasn't for the great goaltending of Patrick Lever. He made some some great saves, some great windmill glove saves, actually. It was, it was a great performance by Patrick Lever. He kept the Generals in a game they probably shouldn't have been in. They actually had some chances offensively. They had a lot of actual, uh, power play chances but they just weren't able to get one by the Hamilton goaltender. I believe Constantini was in net. And yeah, Hamilton comes away at 3-0 with a win, but even after the game, the players on the ice, they're smiling, taking photos with families, with their families. And it was uh, it was just a great all-around event. The weather was spectacular. The OHL did a fantastic job at putting that game on. And I think everybody who attended the game had a good time. It was, it was a lot of fun, and I'm really glad that... Uh, that this season the Oshawa Generals got to play in an outdoor game. I mean, it's it was cool just to go there, to, to be there early in the afternoon, to, to see the building, to go down to ice level, see everything, see how it's all working. It was a great time. I had a, I had a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And I think I think everybody within both organizations should could probably say the same, that at the end of the day, the game was the highlight. And obviously, two points goes to Hamilton in that one. Two points the Generals wish they could have. But... Overall, I think it was a great day for everybody. Everybody enjoyed it. And that's really what the the whole OHL Outdoor Showcase is about. So where do the Oshawa Generals stand at the moment? Well, let's take a look at that. So through 55 games of the regular season, the Generals have a record of 25-25-1-4 and four for 55 points. Hamilton, North Bay, Mississauga, Kingston have already clinched their playoff spots. They look firm in that 1-2-3-4 spot. It's now just kind of where in those four places will those four teams fall in. They battle it out from there. Barry Colts currently sit with 60 points in 52 games. Oshawa behind them in sixth place. 
with 55 points in 55 games. And the Ottawa 67s trailed the Oshawa Generals by two points with Oshawa having a game in hand. So Barry, Oshawa, Ottawa look like they're going to be battling it out for that 5-6-7 spot. Peterborough has 50 points in eighth. I guess they have a small, slight chance of moving up a little bit from there. But it's kind of between those teams at the bottom of the playoff race at the Eastern Conference to see who they're going to match up with in the in the top four. Obviously, looking at it on paper and looking at the standings, I think that eighth, eighth place is a dangerous spot to be. Hamilton, they look like they have a good hold on first place in the Eastern Conference. Currently, six points up on the North Bay Battalion and Mississauga Steelheads with multiple games in hand. Hamilton looks like they're in a good spot. So North Bay, Mississauga, Kingston, we can assume will battle for two, three, four, and then we'll see from there which teams between Barry, Oshawa, Ottawa, and maybe a long shot Peterborough will get those spots. The higher you can be in that five, six spot, maybe you have a better chance at defeating a four or a three seed. But it's all, it's all up for up 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 for grabs right now. Niagara Ice Dogs they have thirty five points. It's safe to say they won't be making the playoffs. Sudbury. Seven points behind Peterborough for eighth in the Eastern Conference. And Sudbury's played two more games. So it's going to be tough for them to even climb into the playoff spot. So really right now, I think more so than battling for playoff spots, it's battling for positions to see who you will play in the first round of the OHL playoffs. Some key notes on individual players on the Oshawa Generals. Some good, some great. Let's talk about a couple good here. Oscar Olison. He has this this ability, Oscar does, where he can he can flip a switch, whether it's before a game or or in the middle of the game, and he just goes from being a a a really solid player to basically unstoppable. He has that like he just has that ability that not a lot of OHL players have, where he can just turn a switch and he just like no one's gonna stop me from scoring multiple goals this game. He's just a force to be reckoned with. And we've seen that now a few times. On February 13th against Peterborough, he scores a hat-trick. Dominant performance. He was all over the ice. He was chasing down the puck. He was getting open in the offensive zone. And a hat-trick, his first hat-trick as an Oshawa general. Really solid performance. The next game against Hamilton, no goals in that one. Hamilton's a great team. We just talked about it. The next game, February 18th against the Niagara Ice Dogs. Helping them come back in that game, Oscar Olison scores four goals. Hit him with the four like Oscar Olison. What a performance by him! That that game, he just the I believe the uh the, I believe the Generals were down in that game by a significant margin, and Oscar I don't know if he was something said to him or he said something in the in an intermission or whatever, but he just turned into a beast on the ice in the second half of the game four goals for Olison, and that's what the generals were hoping for when they acquired him from the Barry Colts now the problem is after that he had zero goals in the next eight games he was effective he was you know he was making plays out there he was looking dangerous at many times he had chances but he wasn't able to bury a goal for the next eight games and that's where I think the generals are going to need to try to find a little more consistency in his game because it's great that he gets, you know, seven goals in, in a three game span and one game he had no goals. So really seven goals in two combined games with just a game thrown in there in the middle. And that's awesome. That's great. That a, a one performance like that and you win a playoff game 
right? He has the ability to win a playoff game with a performance like that. But I think the generals would much rather have him scoring one, maybe the occasional two goals on a lot more consistent basis. I'm sure sure they would rather take seven goals in eight games from him than seven goals in two games and then nothing the rest of the next, you know, six, seven, eight games. So it's just about finding the consistency level for him. I'm sure it is not easy to change teams. It's definitely not. There could still be a bit of a transition period, you could say. I know it's been well over a month, maybe it's been two months now, really, since he's joined the organization. But some players take longer than others. He has the ability. This is a player who can, you know, be a a game breaker in a playoff series if he can find a bit more consistency to his goal scoring like he had in Barry. But he the talents there, the fact that the generals have him is much better than if they didn't have him. And if they can find a bit more consistency in his game, he could be an incredibly massive wild card in this playoffs for the Oshawa Generals. But we want to talk about consistency. Look no further than the captain of the Oshawa Generals, Ty Tulio, because he had himself an 11-game point streak. 11 games with a point. And I'm, I, I got to figure out exactly how many points there in that 11 games, but he was unstoppable. On the season now, in 54 games, Ty Tulio now has 31 goals, and 42 assists. This is a guy who there's a there's a chance he can maybe push for 100. It's going to be really close, but 80, 90 points for Ty Tulio this season seems very realistic for the general superstar winger. He's he's been bounced around a few. He's had sorry, not him so much bounced around lines, but he's had different line mates all season long. Lately, he's been playing with Brett Harrison and and sorry, Stuart Roloffs on the team's top line. He's been a dynamic force all season long, and he's been getting better, which I think is scary for opposing teams. I think he's a bit more of a complete offensive player now than even when he was back in October when the season started. He's developing his game. I know at the beginning of the season, he was very assist-heavy. He didn't score in the first four games of the season, but he had five assists in those. Lately, he's been a lot more even with goals and assists when at the beginning of the season, it was a lot of assists and some goals sprinkled in there. So he, you know, he's dangerous every time he's on the ice, every time he touches the puck, you can see the defenders. They are, they're respecting his speed and skill. They're paying a lot of attention to him and he's going to need to continue to play at that high level for the generals to have success in the playoffs. Again, guys, I don't really want to go through all Every single game, there there really isn't a point that's too many weeks worth of games. We're going to look a little bit ahead as we have, like I said, I guess we talked about it with the standings, you know, it's it's going to be a battle. It looks like between those three teams at the 5-6-7 spot, the Barry Colts, Oshawa Generals, Ottawa 67s, they all have the ability to swap places with each other. It would take a miracle for the Oshawa Generals to catch a top four team in the Eastern Conference. They One of those teams would have to really fall off and the Generals would have to win at least 80% of the games remaining to probably get in that conversation. So it doesn't look like at the moment the Oshawa Generals will have home ice in the first round, which is disappointing, especially when you are buyers at the deadline. But this team overall, and if I'm going to end off with any note at the end of this episode, I think the overall note is this team can go on some massive highs and some pretty low lows. And if they can build momentum 
and feel confident going into the first round of the playoffs. If they are, if they like, let's say they win four of the last five games of the regular season. I think that the generals genuinely have a chance against any of those top four teams. If they, they have the talent, they have three lines that all can score. You have three lines and you have, you can separate players such as Tulio Harrison, Olison, Richie, Stepien, Gagne, Butler. You have all these forwards. You can try to figure out which combinations work the best. They might not have as many 70, 80 point players as some of the other teams do, but as an overall unit, they have three lines who can be dangerous offensively. I think right now it's just about trying their best, especially with two coaches now taking over who weren't in charge prior in Curtis Foster and Mike Hedden is to find the best combinations possible heading into the playoffs and riding momentum i mean when this team feels on they can beat anybody they've beaten the steelheads multiple times this year they've beaten the kingston frontenacs multiple times this year um they are a team that they can they can win they can win the first round they can win in the second round they can they can go on a run they bought at the deadline for a reason they have a lot of talent they have a lot of skill if they can feel confident and feel the momentum going into the playoffs they have a chance against anybody and that's going to be that has to be the number one goal going into the playoffs is we need to be, we've seen the generals play their best hockey. That eight game point streak was a prime example. If they can build back the confidence, build back the momentum to a spot like that, they can compete in the playoffs with any team they face. It's about finding that in the next four weeks or so. And that's going to be the key for the Oshawa generals. And that's what we're going to be keeping an eye on with this podcast series. So I thank you all for listening. I'm again, I apologize. We've been gone for a while, busy, busy couple of weeks, but we're back. I'm hoping to get these episodes up every other week. And then when we get to the playoffs, possibly even more frequently, thank you all for listening to the latest episode of the gens nation podcast. Follow the generals on social media to stay up to date with everything going on with the organization. As we approach the final month of the regular season, and we gear up for what hopes to be an exciting playoff run. I hope you all have a fantastic week, and we'll talk soon. Have a good one.